0: Hello Traveling Gal, and I was just going to tell y'all my story of how difficult it actually has been transitioning from a psychiatric nurse to a cardiovascular intensive care unit nurse. So basically becoming an ICU nurse. Um, I'm not gonna lie, the reality hits like very very quickly and um it makes you reassess everything that you've ever done as a nurse um even though I have worked as an LPN for four years uh, a lot of times LPNs don't get to work in acute settings unless you just know somebody or um like they give you an opportunity, like because of the state that I'm in, nurses already don't get paid very much, and so it's very hard to come across a very good job unless you want to be in a, a setting that's going to be like, it's very, very difficult, that's all I got to say, because a lot of people feel like LPNs are not real nurses, so they don't respect you, a lot of RNs do not respect you, and um, it's a lot of training, that you have to do, and it's a lot of work that you have to do as an LPN working under an RN sometimes, and it's just very difficult. It was, it's was, it been very difficult for me transitioning from, I would say, from an LPN position to an RN position, and just trying to just get, get the concept, the actual critical thinking part. I think that's the most difficult part for me is learning how to critically think. Um, just because you're able to pass the test and become an RN doesn't mean that you have the capability of actually being um, a strong nurse. And a lot of times, um, a couple of nurses that work in the ICU have told me several times this extra critical thinking step. It's like you have to go deep 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 into your knowledge and thinking and everything and this is what separates you from being a regular floor nurse just working on like just in general working in med surge and different things like that they a lot of nurses have said you can teach anybody to pass medications and learn how to do it but working in the ICU it's a lot of work so I want to kind of explain to you some of the duties that I had in the settings that I have worked in as an LPN and explain to you how it's been different. So, I worked at a nursing home full-time for two years and working there as an LPN, um, I had to pass medications, do skin assessments, glucometer checks, um... What else did I really do? Um, If they had a change in status, you know, to update the doctor, notify your physician always. Um, But for the most part, everybody in the nursing home is pretty stable. A lot of things that I didn't like about the nursing home is a lot of times you're the biggest advocate for the patient, which is like anywhere you go, learn that right off, like just working for years, you learn that experience and sometimes family is another important part in your patient care. They can be annoying because you have a ton of things that you gotta do and everybody's asking you questions and you don't have that much time but you have to make time for them because you gotta think about it if that was your loved one in the bed and you legitimately did not understand what was going on I will have questions, too. So, I get it. Um, And a lot of family members, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to lie, a lot of them that come in are crazy. Like, they have unrealistic demands that naturally you just can't accomplish within the expected time frame. Because of the fact that you have so many patients to take care of. Now in the nursing home, I had 40 patients. I had up to, I had 42 at one time. And um, it's a lot. My medication pass took me like five hours. Doing my skin assessments, I never got done until a certain time. Trying to do all the dressing changes and stuff. It was a lot. It was a lot of forty two but you know they're somewhat stable at the nursing home, so you don't have to do head to toe assessments all the time, and you don't have to um i guess always have to be as critical or decisive or i don't know in depth with your charting and stuff like that. You know, if they're on antibiotics, you're going to chart their temperature, make sure they're not running a fever, make sure they're not having a reaction, stuff like that, simple stuff like that. And make sure they take their meds and stuff on time. So then um, working at home health definitely doesn't work for me because I get bored easily. So the caseload at the nursing home was a lot because you got 42 patients. You be on your feet. Mostly the whole 12 hours. You tired. You got to do patient care. Because I'm one of them nurses where I I try to help my CNAs. Because without them, you can't honestly get nothing done. Like, they don't change the beds. They don't wash the patients. They don't feed them. With 42 patients, there is no way I would be able to get all of that done, and I got to pass out meds, do trust and changes, update families, as well as notify the physician if they have a change in their status, document all of this, and get it all done. So, I applaud my CNAs. Home health, you have to do everything pretty much yourself, but it's more laid back. You get to actually get to know the family like you become part of the family because you're with them all the time um you do do a head to toe assessment there but you don't have to do one consistently get a set of vital signs when you come in try to take up another set of vital signs like mid shift and then by the end of your shift you take another set um Always assessing your patient, always communicating with them. You gotta feed them yourself. You gotta change them. You gotta bathe them regularly. Do all their dressing changes. They got trach. You gotta do trach care at a certain time, um, consistently. Suction them if they got a trach. They on a the ventilator. You gotta monitor the ventilator sitting. It's it was a lot as well. Um, but because most of my patients that I had at home health they're at home they're stable as well so it's like it wasn't as critical as working in an intensive care unit um, working at Bay Point Hospital I ain't working at a hospital As a psychiatric nurse. Wasn't that. I would say. Some days it wasn't that stressful. Because you knew what to expect. As long as you had your regular staff there. If you wasn't, you didn't have your regular staff. Who had rules and boundaries. And stuff like that. Then you're going to have a terrible day. It's going to be absolutely terrible. But other than that. If you had the right staff day was fine. It was beautiful. You had no issues. There, you had to do your mental health assessment, you know, mental assessments. You had to pass medications. Um, very rarely did you have to do wound dressing changes. Um, them so they can go get their labs drawn you don't have to draw labs you just monitor them make sure they're they're safe make sure they get their medicines order medications if they're getting low just stuff like that so it wasn't that bad and you had document, of course only time we really you you get vitals once a month as well if they're stable if they're more acute you get vitals once every day, and it's, it was usually in the morning time, so it wasn't that difficult to me. The hardest part is getting your routine down, that I feel like as a nurse in each setting. Um, and my last two jobs, like working full time, and um, because the home health was PRN. Working there full-time, I had to create a list, a checklist that I would go off off of to make sure I got everything that I needed to get completed done in the shift. Or else I would forget. And then, once I had did it so long, I wouldn't need the list anymore. Well, I forgot about that when I came into... Uh, critical care I didn't even think that a list would be there you know a to-do list would. you could create one in order to do it because I was so overwhelmed when I came into it like I felt like there was so much that I did not know about or even get to do skill-wise even with me going to clinicals and going to practicum I just it wasn't wrapping it wasn't sticking. I didn't understand. I'd never seen it before. So I'm pretty sure my teacher, my instructor said something about it. But because I didn't see it and I couldn't put two and two together, I just didn't grasp it. So now that I'm working in critical care, I get to see it and it's starting to to make more sense and it's starting to stick because I kind of remember more so when I see something like a textbook can tell me the symptoms that a person may have for a certain diagnosis but because everybody is unique not everyone is going to have the exact same symptoms so you have to to like your assessment skills are very important working in critical care to identify the issues that are going on and then that way you can notify the physician what is going on but you have to give them kind of like a complete picture of the patient so it's a lot that you have to do so when I came in to critical care I was kind I'm like I'm still kind of slow and it's because I don't get the full picture. And I don't understand how that everyone is able to grasp the picture quicker and just come up with this plan and I understand this because they got years of experience. They understand it more. They've seen it. They get it. It clicks. But even with me, I still feel like I'm super slow and I'm behind and I my goal Every time I work is to keep my patients stable enough where they they will do great or they are alive and stable enough to pass along to the next person so they can have a chance to actually go home at some point in time. so one of the things that they um that kind of blew me coming into critical care they want you to do a head to toe assessment every four hours, which where I did my practicum at, I was kind of used to that, but at the same time, because I didn't have to document it every single time, I only had to document one assessment, I can see where that can get overwhelming. And this particular system that we have is kind of difficult for me. And I've been trying to learn because there's so many little pieces and things you got to click on. And little things that I keep missing. And they say that all the time. Uh, the people who are mentoring me say it's always little things that you're, that you're missing. The little details that you're missing on your um, documentation. And it's important. All of it is important. That's the thing. And so it's hard for me to pick out what's important. What's not? Trying to get the documentation down. Trying to get me a routine down in order to deal with patients. Learning how to be flexible when um, a patient has a change in status. What I need to do. What doctors I need to contact. Because every patient's doctors are not the same. There's so many different groups within the hospital that you have to remember who goes with what i have to look at their history and profile you're not going to get all the information from report it's just not going to happen and that's a lot of times as nurses we complain well this patient looks nothing like what we what they told me up in report half the time depending on what floor they're coming on what type of nurse you got if they're experienced or inexperienced everybody forgets we're human but at the same time we can try to Correct it If there's some form of documentation, you can find it and work on it. So, there's just a lot. And a lot of times, a lot of nurses just throw people off on you because they don't want to deal with them. And so, then you're left to clean up the mess. And it, it's just, if they don't pass it along or let you know to kind of prepare ahead of time. Like, time is vital in the critical care like it is important so always trying to be ahead if you can is the best thing to do because you never know when your patient could change and that's why they're in a critical care unit so it's been hard i will say trying to get adjusted to the fast-paced setting trying to learn everything that I need to do I gotta read EKGs consistently and make sure that that's not changing monitor their vital signs every hour I gotta monitor their chest tube if they got it there output every hour I gotta monitor their blood sugar every hour if they just had a procedure done if they had um, a surgery you gotta monitor their dressings. you gotta change their dressing it's like a lot and I only got two patients but, you know what? On the intensive care unit, you don't have CNAs back there. So, you have to do all of their patient care as well. Which is, that is why I apply my CNAs as well. Because, I several patients where they just continuously keep going to the bathroom. Or, they have dementia. They can't remember to go to the bathroom. Like, you have to have them on a regular like toileting schedule and um because nine times out of ten they're going to say oh I don't have to go to the bathroom now then by the time you actually come back to their room yeah I went on myself and it's frustrating after it happens you know three consistent times but I kind of try to be patient with my dementia patients because I used to work with them in the nursing home on a dementia unit so it's hard for them Like, it's hard. Nobody understands how tough a mental illness battle. Like, you're having a battle within yourself. And what's crazy is people can't see that battle. Like, you internally have to deal with it every single day. And it it, it can drive you up the wall. So, people don't understand. So, I try to be especially nice to my demented patients. Especially if they're sweet. Like, if they're sweet... And I don't know how anybody could be mean to them, especially when they're sweet. Because I've had ones that are just surely aggressive and just violent and very agitated all the time and just want to just completely hurt you. So I get it. But at the same time, especially my ones that are sweet, I try to go that extra mile for them. Um, But working in critical care has been an eye-opener. It has allowed me to see how ill some people truly are, and it's it's sad because there's a lot of young people who are actually coming into the unit who have issues because of drugs or because of the lifestyle that they used to live, and now they're paying the consequences a couple years later, which is it's crazy to me, but it's very important um, if you've been an ICU nurse for years or you're just starting out. I oblige you, I give you your credit. Um, it's very difficult um, trying to learn everything, and it's kind of hard for me because when you start at a new job for one and you really don't know anybody, it can be difficult. You got to make new friends or try to make new friends. And you got so many different personalities on the floor um, is hard when you're it's like you're the new kid and especially when you're just coming out of school. And even though I worked as an LPN for years, working in mental health this last two years kind of um, hurt me skill-wise when it comes to, like, putting in foleys and stuff like that because I hadn't done it in, like, two years because you, you're not allowed to put a foley in a kid. Now, nah, um, like, at the facility I worked at, so it was, like, putting in foleys, starting IVs and stuff like that, it was kind of drawing blood it was all things that I had to be taught again so that's all of that learning a new routine trying to learn from different people and everybody teaches different so learning different ways to do something and you're trying to figure out what routine works better for you trying to which another thing is I have a critical care class that I have to go through trying to complete all the modules for that while working full time working in my PRN job trying to go back to school trying to work on starting a business like it's a lot and I got a lot of thing, personal things going on as well trying to stay healthy trying to eat right is just a lot it's a lot life is hard enough so all of that not trying to make excuses but just trying to transition from psych to critical care very difficult and i'm just coming out of rn school even with the LPN patient care aspect, having that down, coming into critical care, that part helped me. But at the same time, like if I don't, if I, I honestly believe if I had not worked as an LPN for so many years and I had just come out of school as an RN to work in critical care, I would have quit by now. I've only been in my job for almost a month and a half, and I honestly believe I would have quit. I would have been gone. Like, there would no question about it, I probably would have quit, because this is, it is a lot, and I'm pretty sure my blood pressure is through the roof. I do have migraines sometimes. I don't don't always eat while I'm at work because I don't always, I don't feel like it. Like, I feel like I'm going to miss something or I'm going to leave something off for another person to do. And then me trying to learn how to prioritize and I'm actually trying to help and trying to figure out what's the best thing to do, but I just don't know what's the right thing to do. I feel like... I'm judged for trying to make this decision. I feel like this is something I should do. Or I'm judged for not intervening the way that I should have done it. Then you got some people who make fun of you because you trying like, oh, I didn't get this Foley on the first try. Or I didn't get the IV stick on the first try. Which finally I have. But look at how long it's taken me. But I can honestly say it doesn't matter. They've been doing it for years. And I'm just coming out of school and I was able to do it. So I'm making progress. And as long as I'm eager to do it, I feel like you should not complain because it's a lot of people who would not even try to do it. At all, Just leave it up to you out of pure laziness. And I'm trying. I may mess it up, but I'm trying. Because I need to learn how to do it correctly in order to become a seasoned nurse. So those are some of the things that have been difficult for me. But it's all a mindset. A thing that I would tell new nurses coming out of school. You got this. You just need to figure out your routine and what works for you. Those seasoned nurses, they can give you the rundown of what you need to know. And they don't always have time to explain, but you can go back to them later and ask, hey, why Why did this happen? And if they can't explain it to you, always go to YouTube and look it up. Um, Going to classes and getting educated and sitting down and actually taking notes while on something that you have never dealt with before. Write it down if you feel like you're going to forget it. Writing stuff down, it may take you a little bit longer to do it. And in critical care, some people get upset when you write it down. But my thing is, if you don't write it down and you forget it and they have to show it to you again, they're still going to be mad. So there's no winning in that situation. So you might as well make them mad and tell them, hold on. I need to get a sheet of paper. I need to write this down because when I'm by myself, I need to be able to do this because everybody has their own caseload when you're by yourself. So you need to know how to do certain things in order to get it done. I cannot remember it is too much information that I have to absorb in a certain amount of time before I am by myself so I am writing this down because when I'm by myself I need to know how to do it so if you need to write it down write it down if you're one of those people who need to create a list in order to get through the day to deal with your patients, do it Um, take out the extra 15 to 20 minutes before you even go like before you can clock in because I ain't I don't know about you if I'm doing work I'm clocking in I'm getting paid I don't care if I they tell me that I ain't supposed to clock in before a certain time if I'm doing work then I'm finna get paid for it okay so when I clock in clock in 20 like 15 to 20 minutes early if you know what your assignment is going to be the reason why i say if you know what your assignment is going to be is because then you already know what patients you got you can go in and look and look at your history and um, physical profile look at those history them consultation notes so that you'll know what's been going on with your patient what so that you can kind of know what questions to ask while you in report whether or not they had an extra dose of lasix Did y'all give a liter of albumin or something like that after this heart patient came out of surgery? And if you did, I mean, it's a standard, usually, where where we at, it's a standard order. It's part of the order set that they got. But did you have to give more? Did you have to give uh, blood? Did you have to... Like, if a patient went into VTAC and they they were symptomatic, did they have to be shocked? Did they, what did they do? How did they respond? Stuff like that. So, it's like, a lot of things, if you can look into before, like, look into this information before you get reports so that you can figure out what you need to ask and what you need to know, um, that'll be good. And then you can kind of plan out your day. Like, I have to plan out my day. Oh, my patient, look, these are the labs that my patient got. Is there potassium alone? Do they need a potassium jump? Like Stuff like that. So you can kind of figure out, oh, if they need a potassium jump, about around what time I need to give the potassium. Let's see how long the potassium is going to infuse, okay? What's the protocol in order to recheck the potassium after the jump is completed? So questions like that are things like you kind of have to figure out. And I'm learning. I'm learning. Because uh, I, it's, that was just a lot of stuff that I took for granted and didn't really look into before. And so now, excuse me, I'm getting the opportunity to dig deeper and ask more questions and to figure out what's going on Like while I'm doing it. So, it's been taking me a while. I feel like I'm making progress. I always tell the people that I'm orientating with that I feel like I'm moving slow. And it's because I feel like I don't know what to do at first. And I figure it out. And I'm trying to figure out what my role is. And I just haven't found it yet with this group of people. Like, I haven't figured out my role. And that's why I'm having a difficult time. I feel like transitioning because I'm always used to getting it. Like, just getting it right off the bat. Just getting it right off the bat. Like, understanding, oh, this is what I need to do oh, this is how I'm supposed to do it. Like, I don't like starting at new jobs because I feel like I got to start over. And then it's difficult when you have people that's kind of like looking at you like you're crazy or you're kind of like slow. And even though they, they, my thing is, I prefer you say it to me then say it to me behind my back. So it's kind of difficult. But I'm going to get through. I'm going to let y'all know um, how it goes in these, these, like, basically these next couple months. How work is going at both of my jobs and what I like to do. I can tell y'all about working in the doctor setting as well. What's that like? If that would be your cup of tea or not um but i just wanted to share with you just some information about what's been going on i know a lot of people kind of just be wondering like what nurses be going through while they're um working i can tell y'all how one of my shifts went one day I can't give out patient information, of course, but I can kind of give y'all some details and a routine of what was going on and stuff like that so that y'all can kind of get what we have to do as nurses so that y'all kind of know what like what we actually have to do because everybody's job is different. So if y'all want me to just reach out to me on my social media Um, Of course, my name is Whitney Lee on majority of all of my social media, Whitney Lee 25 on Twitter, Whitney Lee on Facebook, and then Whitney Lee Evans on Instagram. So reach out to me. Um, I hope y'all have a great day or night wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening to me in this. This this is the Yellow Traveling Gal, and I am out. Y'all have a great night.